0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW through void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18 plus. A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
2: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport. Whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Kelly, I am uh, schwitzing down my back. Yeah. It is that hot in here.
3: Yeah. I'm not at that point yet, but it's coming. Oh, I am.
2: (laughs) We get tweets at beating the book. Tango Tiger. Tom Tango. uh, Texting in, or tweeting in, rather. He says, thank you kindly. I enjoyed listening. I think you both are right. I was talking about me and Andy Vigil. Our little uh, back and forth on it. Thank you, uh, Tom Tango. And um, all of his work can be found at tangotiger.com. He even has an explanation for his Cy Young Tracker available. Chris Heath. I thought I missed the chance to back Vignolas versus Munyar. Is this the same match? It is. Uh, was suspended by rain yesterday. Vignoles down a break in the first set. That was our big dog yesterday. Plus 156. Uh, so that has still that is still to restart. I believe has it restarted? I don't believe it has. Um, yeah, still to restart. Johnny C at Johnny Football. So glad you're back. Oh, uh, he said uh, He said you guys were all about basketball in July. Well, you know, Kelly and JVT. JVT is our senior NBA analyst, and Kelly is a basketball betting extraordinaire.
3: Well, that first that first week you were out, JVT and I were doing, it was a numbers game in the morning and then straight to summer league every afternoon. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of basketball, yeah.
2: Wimbanyama, uh, yeah. I guess we he played two games and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sharp cappers, my wife won't watch a second of actual football with me. But she loves quarterback. It's exactly my experience with my girl. Bruce Dobigan, regarding Washington team name from yesterday, Rough Riders is available again since Ottawa changed their name to Red Blacks. Hey, we're good with Rough Riders. We don't. Know that. Mike Stacks. Oh, he's telling us he's right. He goes, it's called Double Chance in soccer. Winner draw. That's right. That's what we're looking for, Mike Stacks. Sorry about that little <laughs> brain uh, pause there. Benjamin shot. Koala bears also have very sharp claws. Spent time in Australia thanks to the Navy and got an opportunity to hold them in Perth. And the claws look like knives. What was that stat you uh, found uh, there on koala bears, Kelly? Uh, yeah, I just
3: read through like a million of them.
2: What, What's
3: the, the 100% one? The 100%. That there are some wild populations that there a 100% infection rate of chlamydia.
2: 100%. Yes.
3: It's I'm one told. of their leading causes of death. It's terrible.
2: Elvis Toast Patterson, Elvis Toast Patterson fan is going to tweet this every day. Elvis Toast Patterson, I am going to make this happen for you. He says, Gil, do you think you're going to have any action at all on the Terrence Crawford Errol Spence Jr. fight by the time they touch gloves on Saturday night? One of the most awaited fights of all time. I think I will. We'll get, we'll talk about it later in the week. Let's get, uh, let's get cracked to get Teddy Atlas on here. We'll get Al Bernstein in here. Somebody. Look we'll at somebody teasers and parlays. I wasn't expecting a hard-hitting bombshell from the numbers game. I team about koalas in the first segment. P.S. Could we get Tom Tango on a future show? Kelly, working on it. Did ask Tom. He said he enjoy, enjoys listening yeah, to the he's show. Yeah, he really a guy He respects who comes on. past. Yeah. Jason H11, so glad you're back, Gilly. I've learned that Kelly is feeling swampy and that koalas spread chlamydia. Now, if we could only find a good spot for sushi. And Las Vegas 514, yo, the new excuse for the cheating boyfriend. I caught chlamydia from touching a koala bear. Go listen to a numbers (laughs) game. They said it can happen. (laughs) They said it can happen. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, So the Brock Purdy news came down yesterday. I guess this is news. Um, First of all, with the Niners, Nick Bose is still holding out. Yeah, or or that is a holdout. That is is a bigger story. But San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy, not quite all the way back from right elbow surgery, but he's well on his way, according to uh, GM John Lynch and Coach Kyle Shanahan. And as the Niners reported for training camp yesterday, Lynch and Shanahan revealed that Purdy, who had surgery to repair the torn ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow March 10th, has been cleared to participate in practice when the team begins on-field work today. So, given that entree... We decided let's uh, let's take a look at the old NFC West stats, which again the purdy news is really not going to move the needle. It's kind of built in already. The uncertainty of when he would come back, people figured it would be sooner than later, perhaps not this soon. But again, the Niners, ten and a half is their season win total. They are minus one sixty favorites to win this division uh, at DraftKings. DraftKings rather conference four to one. Super Bowl 10 to 1. Seahawks are at nine and a half. One game worse in the season win total department, plus 195 to win the division. Rams, six and a half and ten to one to win the NFC West. Cardinals picking up the rear at four and a half and twenty-five to one to win the division. Four and a half, they're adjusted. Actually, not adjusted, they're pre-flop season win total for the Cardinals. Um I mean, the Purdy, let's start with the 49ers and the Seahawks here. Because the 49ers with Purdy, and you think to yourself, okay. Both with both with Purdy, and then we'll get to Geno Gino Smith with the Seahawks. But you think to yourself, okay, Purdy came in last year, mystery relevant, last pick in the draft. Thir- uh, he came in week thirteen, seven and one as a starter. Seven and one, yes. Seven and one, the one being the playoff loss where he got hurt. And you think, okay, is there a precedent for this? Not exactly. Not exactly a guy who came in midseason as a never having played before. You know, never having started before, I should say, and did what he did. But he's so surrounded, both offensively and defensively as well, by the way. That, That team is so stacked, and the coaching staff is so great. And Kyle Shanahan, whether it's our RG3 in Washington, whether it's Matt Ryan in Atlanta, he is of the Joe Gibbs ilk, which is you tailor your X's and O's to the personnel you have. That is what makes a great coach. That is the difference between good coaches and great coaches. Great coaches have the humility to do that. Good coaches are the Marty Schottenheimer's of the world. Good, you know, solid coach, but not a Super Bowl winning coach, largely because it's like you do it my way. This is how I play. This is how I play football, yep. and it doesn't matter with the personnel. So the question becomes: Are the Niners justified at ten and a half? By the way, Trey, Trey Lance, obviously the other quarterback in camp, along with Sam Darnold. Can we just can we have the quarterback conversation Please. real quick? Because yeah. this
3: has bothered me, I think, since the beginning of last year. Like this was, we were in the Purdy run, and it was. I felt like I was the only guy thinking at that time. It was like, I feel like everybody's just locked in Brock Purdy as the next, like, Joe Montana. And, like, this is where we're rolling with this when they still got a guy that they drafted third overall sitting on the bench, right? But now, at this point in time... You know how many things I've read this summer about, like, watch out for Sam Darnold?
2: Like, what <laughs> no. the
3: heck are we talking about? Like, it's got to be Purdy
2: or Lance. Well, so there's well, there's two things here. One, they, to me, they are, let's get to the betting numbers. They are the justified favorite. Yeah. Plus, uh, minus 160 for the division, 10 and a half is their season win total. But Purdy, and I was a big San Francisco backer last year, betting-wise. And, of course, then the injury thing happened in the playoffs, and what can you do? But... Purdy, even on his run, even during his run, I I've talked about this. You know, Babbitt B, uh, batting average on balls in play is something that we always talk about in baseball with Fangraphs with pitchers, sort of a you know a a reflection of good fortune or bad fortune. Brock Purdy. Todd Wishnev and I used to joke about this. Quarterbacks who, like, throw passes off the chests of defenders that they don't catch. Yeah, right. Brock Purdy had the most fortunate BABIP. We're using that, you know. What was it? Itch or something. Itch Interceptions, Interceptions that should have happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, on the Beating uh, the Book podcast. We called it itches. That's right. That was his acronym. Brock Purdy had to lead the league in that. And by the way, Pro Football Focus picks up on stuff like that. They call it something different, not itch and he's the he was the 23rd ranked quarterback in football. So will he will he have the you know the inside track to starting? I think because it'd be kind of tough to sit him after I what he did. Completely agree and I think too. I'm not willing to say it's a guarantee.
3: But like, it doesn't Trey Lance have to be next in that conversation? I like, would you got to figure out what yet if you have something with Trey Lance or not.
2: Or they show him a little and try to trade him. Like, I don't know. The thing with Geno Smith, by the way. But, but right, even yeah. that would be a better answer than rolling out Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't, don't know where this stuff's coming. from. I'm kind of with you. I saw a little of that too. I'm like, what? What am I missing? Like, here? I keep
3: reading things. I'm like, don't like, don't be surprised if Sam Darnold challenges these guys and can't. Well, I, yeah, I kind of expect him to challenge him challenge them a bit, but it's not like he's going to get the start.
2: Talking about unprecedented, is there really a a comp for what Geno Smith did last year, 10 years as a backup quarterback, and then he breaks out? Now, there's obviously been people who have held the clipboard for years and then broke out once they stopped holding the clipboard years ago when holding a clipboard was a thing for multiple years, but I don't remember anyone holding it for 10 years And then doing this. And so the question becomes, is that a one-year anomaly or is it sustainable? I tend to think it's sustainable. Like, I don't think he'll regress. He's going to have a tremendous wide receiving core. Yeah, arguably the best in the league. Arguably the best. And I definitely think they're the second best team in the division. Like, there are no surprises in these odds to me. Nine and a half is their season win total, plus 195. Pete Carroll, yes, still very much determined to have a running game as well, as well. And the Rams do have Stafford back. You know, he was three and six as a starter last year. Aaron Donald is back, but there's no Jalen Ramsey. I guess Stafford to Cooper cup is still unstoppable, but six and a half is kind of where it should be because it's kind of a no man's land team where you're like, if they start out badly, you could just sort of see them punting at some point.
3: It's a tough division overall. Yeah. I think for me to bet into because it, I like, I don't have any in this division yet. Look, I I think the Niners are going to be the one of the best teams in the NFC. Yes, I do. After that, I think think the Seahawks and Rams both have a wide range of outcomes uh, this season. And, And then the Cardinals, I think, should be pretty bad unless Kyler Murray
2: comes back earlier. I think the best bets here are Seahawks to make the playoffs at minus 120. And I think the Cardinals under four and a half might just be the best bet. Colt McCoy could be the starter for half a season before Kyler Murray comes back. Their their wide receiver one is Hollywood Brown. And
3: you're not going to rush Kyler back.
2: No. Why rush him back? (laughs) Why rush him back is right. We'll come back. We'll talk some baseball with Will Hill, his picks of the day, next.
4: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in
1: analytics, this is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa.
2: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, GamePlus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer, so much more. Uh, standing out here at the uh, South Point. Still to come this hour, we'll talk to Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. What he's betting baseball and beyond, a little later on this hour, Kelly's going to talk 3M Open. How about that? You aware you're going to talk 3M Open, Kelly? I was aware, yeah. I was okay. aware. I'm just curious. <laughs> just curious if you're aware of that. 3M Open. Where does the 3M Open rank for you on the uh, list of golf tournaments the year? You know what? It's a
3: lot better than, uh, than, than you would think. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good tournament. It's a good tournament.
2: You didn't have Harmon at the, at the Open Championship, no, did you? No, no. Not even on my radar. Yeah. No. Was that... The most, and again, I was in a completely different time zone, so it was just as difficult to watch there in Korea as it was here. Was that the most unwatchable final round of a major you can ever remember?
3: For me, absolutely not, because as we talk about all the time, when there's betting involved and you can bet on almost anything, anything becomes entertaining. Because you had so top 10s. I had a bunch of top 20s. I was oh, sweating. Okay. I, I was. Yep. My biggest bets of the tournament were Fleetwood and Hatton, both top, yes, top 20s, and then I had a no top 20 on Cam Smith, pretty heavy. All of those cashed. Uh, that combined with chopping Fleetwood first round leader made it made it a winning tournament for me. I'm um, not a huge tournament, but yeah, I was up sweating those because it, it could have been even with that Fleetwood first round leader if those didn't get home, did, it could have been bad.
2: Did you know that stat though? The most amazing stat I heard was that since 2017, the most top tens in golf were from Brian Harmon. That's unbelievable. From 2017, from to, 2017 to present. Brian Harmon has the most top 10s on the PGA Tour.
3: He's he's had a wild year. You just look at what he's done this year. There's a lot of missed cuts and a lot of top t- top 10, top 20s in there. It is
2: odd. That was an unbelievable trivia question. I had no idea. The other trivia question that was going around, <clears throat> Shohei Otani leads the uh, majors in homers and triples, the last person to do so in Major League Baseball?
3: Oh, man, no idea. I did see he led in triples like yeah. a couple days ago. He took the lead.
2: Jim Rice, 1978, Boston Red Sox. Only Willie Mays did it before that. I would have not gotten that show. Hey, Mike right. Pritchard joins us. Ladies and gentlemen, VEASAN zone to talk national football league. You can follow him on Twitter at MI Pritchard. How you doing, Mike?
4: I'm doing great. You know, that's the kind of analysis we appreciate here at VEASAN. After the fact, uh, Brian Harmon, the <laughs> top tens. Yeah. Top tens. <laughs> I had no
2: idea. Otherwise I would have done it before yeah. the fact. Yeah. They were throwing that out <laughs> Right. I got a, I got a question for you before the fact. All right, Mike, yes, sir. here's the deal. AFC, stacked. NFC, eh, not so much. Niners, Eagles, not necessarily that order. Cowboys, probably the three of them are playoff teams. Would you agree with that, first of all?
4: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. Give me the other four. Oh, well, Seattle. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle. Um, I I think I'm going to throw in... I, I do want to throw in the Falcons because I, I have them as one of my surprise teams uh, to make the playoffs. And, you know, when you think about the Falcons and, and what's going on with them, uh, I, I think quarterback play uh, at this point uh, when we're looking at the Falcons and, uh, and if they can elevate themselves into a playoff situation, I think they're going to be improved. The saints too. Uh, they're not really a typical surprise team for me, but uh, you know, is Derek Carr going to have a career year? He once through for 32 touchdown passes way back when, uh, I think Dennis Allen was involved with them at that point too. So um, if Derek Carr can throw right around 30, 32 court, uh, touchdown passes, then you know you got the Saints uh, making a run at the playoffs. Um, and then after that, it gets really dicey. You know, my other surprise team uh, because of the division, uh, Gil, uh, are the Bears. I mean, I, I think the Bears improve defensively, uh, and if they can be consistent taking the ball away. The topsy turvy nature of that division too. Uh, the, the Detroit Lions hasn't really established themselves uh, as a consistent team, uh, so I, I think that division's wide open. So there you go. How about that?
2: Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance on a mulligan on this because you just to clarify what you just said. You said the Bears basically are gonna win the NFC North, and two teams are gonna come out of the NFC South.
4: Well, well, I mean, you said teams that could possibly give me the other three, right? Give yeah. me the other four. That was a question. So uh, as far as prospects, now, <laughs> I mean, anything and everything, like you said, can happen in the NFC. Uh, a mulligan, I'm not going to say a mulligan per se, but yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the situation with the two surprise teams on my radar, being the Bears okay. and the Falcons. Okay. Uh, but I'm making a case for uh, the Saints, you know, just because of, Derek Carr and the chances of him having a career year again. All right. I mean, uh, those, those chances are there with the playoff caliber defense. Um, I don't think the lions, I'm not believing in the lions and, and the fact that they can be consistent. Uh, I know Campbell's come out and, and kind of warned that uh, about this team too. So uh, we'll see if they can back it up. Uh, you know, they, they faltered down the stretch last year and, and all they had to do was win on the road, man. All they had to do was really show up against Carolina uh, and, and get the job done, but that didn't happen. So, Uh, I'm certainly I have that filed away and and going into this year, uh, looking at teams and, and the question marks that they have, if they can answer them, then, you know, there's there's a tremendous amount of upside with the teams that I mentioned.
2: Yeah, I guess the other way to ask that would be which teams in the NFC absolutely can possibly not couldn't possibly make the playoffs. And maybe that list is the Cardinals and the Buccaneers and that's it. Like anyone else could possibly
4: I mean the Rams, I don't I don't think the Rams you know, I think um you know, you look at the NFC East, uh the commanders don't say I, it. I mean I, don't I, I know say that's it. your team. That's your that's your squad. That's your squad, <laughs> I get it. Uh but it just gets tough, right? I, you know, and again, the I, I think the key point for me as a better and the key point uh, as a former player, uh and I've been saying this for for years now, what we said is that Uh, there's more constants in the National Football League than surprises, right? I mean, think about the business plan uh, of the National Football League, Gil. It's it's can we get more for less? And and then Mm -hmm. if we can't, okay, now we're overpay. So if we have to overpay, it's free agency. If we have to overpay, okay, it's picking up somebody during a year uh, that can help us, and we're going to overpay that situation. Uh, But more teams are, are trying to get more for less if they can do it. Right. Uh, until they can't do it. Uh, and so uh, with that notion and with that in mind, the teams that know how to do it are always the ones that are winding up in the playoffs or or getting hot at the right time and having a chance at the playoffs. And then there's always a couple of outliers, you know, a couple of teams. Maybe maybe you can skew it every every once in a while in terms you can get more than two, more, more than three teams uh, that get it right. And, and they get hot and they know how to do it. I was part of one of those teams in Atlanta. Uh, in 1991 when we swept the 49ers and uh, we went toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with the Saints and we found ourselves in a wild card situation uh, in the playoffs. So um, I, that, to me, from a betting standpoint, uh, resonates with me. And so that's what I take into the year each and every year.
2: You and I were at RFK Stadium that day, Mike. You and I in the same building. <laughs> yes, you we with were. pads on, me with Yeah, I was there twice.
4: <laughs> yes. yes, you <laughs> I were. I was there twice.
2: Rippon had six touchdown passes the first time, and then uh, oh. the seat cushion game in the playoffs, as we've talked about before, 17-7. to yeah. Washington could not shake yeah. Atlanta, which was very odd for Washington that year. And finally, when Gerald Riggs put it over to go up 24-7, the seat cushions came flying. Yeah. As a former player, let me ask you about something we were talking about earlier, which is about Brock Purdy, and about Geno Smith, because we were talking NFC West earlier, and I am I was sort of saying, you know, listen, I don't know that we have a precedent for either. Geno Smith, 10 years on the bench, largely, and then he comes out and just has a spectacular season. My instinct is that, though, that this is probably sustainable. I don't think it's an anomaly. Brock Purdy is so ensconced around great players, both on offense and then also his defense, obviously, is great, too, but more, more importantly, his coaching. Kyle Shanahan on down is great, that I get the sense that yeah it's gonna there's gonna be some tough times, but generally Kyle Shanahan and the players around him will be able to protect him from just being miserable. Is that your right. sense on both of those uh, both of those matters?
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean I, I think you coach certain players differently. Um, uh, you know if you are a standout player standout quarterback, you know pretty much here here's the keys to the car. Uh, take us to the promised land, you know, help us get to the playoffs and win Super Bowl. Uh, if you're a Brock Purdy type uh, or even a Geno Smith type, then uh, when you're coaching it and you're managing that situation, how do we help him? How do we help that player not mess it up, basically? All right. Because that's what uh, typically happens with a younger player uh, is that they think they know it all. They think they know too much and all this. Okay, I got this. I'm, I'm good now. And then so they start making mistakes. Um, but if you can manage that and take that out of the equation, now they can play efficient and that's all you want. You know, you don't want rock Purdy throwing for 40 touchdown passes, right? Uh, maybe you might want Gino to throw for 35 to 40. I mean, if that's, if that's the, uh, in the cards, but you can also lean on a running game and a sound defense too, if you're Seattle. So I think when you're complete like Seattle and San Francisco, the quarterback position while important, isn't the most important. Right. I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan just skews it so far to his favor, to his side with his play calling and and his ability to get into the kitchen of each and every defense coordinator that he that he faces uh, that to me, that gives San Francisco a chance each and every Sunday.
2: Rich, we only have 45 seconds left, but I just want to get clarification on this. When I asked you earlier this summer, what, what's the team you think might come down a notch? I don't know how I phrase yeah. it. Maybe a little overvalued. You said the Buffalo Bills to the point where you don't right. you don't think they're going to win the division, or you still think they'll leak out the division?
4: Well, I, if they make the playoffs, it'd be wild card. I, I think that division uh, could be up for grabs. To be honest wow. with you, I, I think uh, yeah, Buffalo um, to me is is more the same. Uh, we saw Kansas City evolve, right? They had to. Kansas City evolved. I mean, the Raiders we're almost beating Kansas city a few times or throughout the course of several years. And, you know, Kansas city turns into Kansas city, but in order for Kansas city to beat Cincinnati, and get to a super bowl, they need to evolve. Uh, and I think Buffalo has not evolved. They're more of the same. And I don't see them beating the top teams uh, in the league this year right. uh, in particular, you know, once they, once they do make a run, if they do make the playoffs, but I think they're a wild card team. Sure.
2: We got to talk Colorado football next time you're on. Okay. Cause I know you're, you're probably Let's beyond
4: excited. Yes sir, we'll, absolutely. Let's do it.
2: We'll do it Mike Pritchard at MI Pritchard on Twitter Vison Zone. Thank you Mike as always. We're gonna talk a whole Thank bunch you. of college and pro with Mike as the season begins. The ramp up is here. Cannot wait. We'll come back Major League Baseball trade deadline where will players end up? Next
4: The numbers game
1: on Veasan, the sports betting network.
2: Become a Veasan Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top Veasan experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which Veasan expert has the hot hand. For Veasan Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24/7 video access. Become a Veasan Pro subscriber today. This is the final week to sign up now for only nineteen dollars at Veasan.com. Slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at Meeting the Book. Uh, Steven Vegas, is there a VCN personality death bet going on? The South Point turns the studio into a dangerous sweatshop. Will Hill looks like he's stalling the fire department for breaking into his smoke-filled room till the end of his segment, and Valika trying to dodge Chlamydia. <laughs> okay. Okay. The best, absolute best listeners ever. Uh, Joe Nigro, any bachelor party ideas as my uh, koala party is now out? Perhaps a special sushi place if you know one, or maybe an appearance by a coach who's never had a losing season, but I don't think there is one. Hmm, Maybe. Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs one. If that is his real name, Kelly Bidlin, if he's so much more than a producer, could you please list his, but wait, there's more credentials in the same way you do the state disclaimers after sportsbook ad reads. Kelly, I believe you chimed into this. What did you say?
3: Supporter of the koala safe sex movement.
2: There you go. Need I say more? And finally, D-Gen, Southern Gent, haven't been able to listen as much as I'd like lately, Gil, so forgive me if you've mentioned this, but I've read a stat about the Dan Snyder tenure I thought would give you a chuckle during his ownership. The team had more federal investigations, three, than pro bowlers, two. Well, no, they had more than two pro bowlers. Maybe it was one particular year, but yeah. Yeah. Your point remains. Let's just put it that way. It's too many. Oh, my God. In fact, it's three. to. The many. fact that that nightmare is over, you have no idea how unbelievable this is. It was supposed to be a life sentence.
3: Oh, we talked about it too. I, but...
2: I feel like I have, you know, if you're, I don't know if you know this, Kelly, but when you've been sentenced for like 20 years and you come out and you see the sun for the first time, you got to put your sunglasses on. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> you're Daniel see
3: Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the new owner's name again?
2: Josh Harris, Josh
3: Harris. I care about Kevin Harris, Chris Harris, Josh Harris. Did you catch like him calling into the calling into one of the local radio no, stations? I did not. Uh-uh. It was figuring out that they were doing remotes that night and like bought beers for like every fan out there. Like we talked about this before. What a what an amazing situation to walk into oh, as a new owner. Like dude. you, it's almost like you can't lose.
2: You can't. Uh, what did I say when I first talked about it three months ago? His greatest feat currently is that he is not Dan exactly. Snyder. Yeah, it's great. Some great like you the, cannot lose. The
3: reaction of him buying rounds uh, of beers it was like, this guy's the greatest guy ever.
2: Greatest. Jason Weingartener's one of the uh, Weingarten rather is one of the greatest guys ever as well. He comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. You can find him on Twitter at spread in front of his really well stocked bookcase. How you doing, Jason?
1: Pretty good. My bookcase is a mess right now. Really? Gotta gotta work on that. It's uh have you read you need to it? Get the librarian out here to resort everything?
2: <laughs> librarian. Yeah, but you call in the librarian to do that for you? Dewey decimal system? Oh, literally, just... <laughs> literally
1: I, I call call in a professional librarian to uh Dewey By the decimal way. system By the everything. Way,
2: the Dewey Decimal System, can we just reflect on this for a moment? Was that the stupidest organizing system there ever? Like, what were people thinking with that thing? What was the what was the theory?
3: I don't even remember what it is. It was
2: like 31.4783.461. Go find the book.
3: Yeah, I remember that. I don't know what that means. That's I what have I mean. no
2: idea what that means. Anyway, from Koalas to Dewey Dessel, we've done all we can do. Jason, do you agree with me that Shohei will not be traded, and for that matter, Blake Snell will not be traded?
1: I mean, it's, it's looking less likely with every win, but that doesn't change the reality of the situation that he's still likely to walk at the end of the season. Yeah. You're still not likely to make the playoffs. And if you do, you're going to be a wild card team. And, you know, I stand by my, my belief that this angels team isn't good enough to consistently beat good teams, you know, beating, beating the tigers on the road in a game where you gave up four runs in the ninth inning and had to win an extra inning is is nice. But you know, how many times have we said in the last two or three weeks that the angels, you know, had to win this game and it basically saved their season. This is the second (laughs) or third time in the past couple of weeks that I can, I can recall the Angels said, oh, this, this win saved their season. And it just reminds me of, you know, the old Dr. Bob thing. Like, well, if you must win all these games, you must not be really good. Mm -hmm. So you know, the the reality of the situation still, especially if you're the general manager whose job is tied to the performance of this team long term, you'd rather get something for Otani than have him walk for, for nothing at the end of the season. So I don't think he's going to get traded, but but it's still, you know, the, the right move is trading him. No,
2: I agree with all that. It is it is the technically right move, but it, it ain't going to happen for reasons that I've discussed uh, ad nauseum here today. Um, Let me ask you this. Well, first of all, what did you bet in baseball today?
1: bet the Orioles plus 100 that's uh my favorite bet other other bet I like is the Cubs I think you got 107 on the Cubs that that's a pitching matchup of two pitchers who likely will be traded mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that I, I don't love the the card today that's uh it's kind of a light card for me
2: what is your favorite current season long bet that remains is there one division award something like that
1: Gunnar Henderson I'm uh pretty Excited about him, you know, you're gone for like a week or so, and it's like baseball, it doesn't change, and then it does change really quickly. Um, it's kind of like I felt like a lot of these awards markets, there wasn't a lot going on, and then a lot of things quickly changed. Spencer Strider dropped from like 10 to 1 to 3 to 1 in a starter, two, even with a you know, three plus, uh, three and a half plus ERA. Uh, Gunnar Henderson kind of jumped back into the rookie of the year conversation after a bad start to his season. He's really been an elite rookie for the last, you know, 10 weeks or so. So I've kind of refocused on the, uh, the American league rookie of the year, but you know, some of the, some of the races, it, it's actually really interesting that the AL MVP before the season, remember I was saying, I don't want to bet Otani cause he's like two to one and there's no value. Mm-hmm. I bet some, some Kyle Tucker at 40 to one 35 to one. He's now the second favorite at like eighteen to one or twenty to one, in the event that Otani does get traded, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about some of the other AL MVP futures I hold. Um, I'm I'm pro Otani getting traded this year, um, based on financial reasons. Yes, yeah, from my own financial position. You know, I'd I'd be interested in seeing him traded. Although I still believe, if he gets traded at this point, he wins the American League MVP. Well, that was, that was that was the obvious.
2: League. Yeah, that was the obvious question. If he were, let's just play that out. If he were to get traded to a National League team, has he done enough? No matter what, and you're saying yes, because I would lean. What low, else actually. could he, could
1: he have possibly done? He's, he couldn't he, have he done, done on anything else. For, he, he literally we're talking about historic all time. Yeah, and, no, and, I agree. Yeah, you know, I I I don't. Yeah, I don't think being traded changes his status as most valuable
2: i don't but that's me and you agreeing while we're talking the other question is what would the voters do and my hunch is that the voters wouldn't think he's done enough that they would be like well he hasn't played in two months we'll vote for somebody else you know i'm
1: i'm fine with that that's what i'm saying is i'm i'm okay with that i'm not even arguing that that would be egregious i think not winning the mvp last year is still more egregious than me, potentially uh, not winning it this year.
2: Let me ask you this. This actually comes from Michael Montesano, who won uh, the Booby Prize at circa the first year of uh that the Booby Prize was available in their contest in millions. He said, uh, do you think Bautista, Felix Bautista has a shot for AL Cy Young? He's down to 50 to Great 1. Great question. Great question.
1: So, I had to actually look it up uh this this week cuz I wanted to bet it myself. He's like 100 to 1. And it kind of reminds me of the arguments we have about the NFL MVP where like if a non quarterback can't win this award, shouldn't we kind of rename it like the quarterback only award? Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I don't think a relief pitcher is seriously going to contend for the Cy Young anytime, you know, now or in the, the near future, I did look-, look at Batista's numbers and they are incredibly elite. Like I think you can make an argument for including him on in the top three on your ballot. I have a hard time voting him first place at the moment, especially when you look at his numbers and you compare him to like Eric Gagne or somebody who won the Cy Young. Like they're still not at that level. They're they're very good. They're very elite. Um, but I think at best right now you're looking at a third, fourth, fourth place finish on the ballot.
2: I'm with you. I don't think I, I think it's something we talk about to fill time. I just don't think it's realistic that he wins. I
1: just don't. Um, I mean, like you want to throw a hundred bucks on it at a hundred to one. Sure. Yeah. You know, wow. Don't, don't, don't let me stop you, but it's, it's, it's a nice thought to think about in the numbers that they're really good, but it's just, you know, we're not giving the Cy Young to relievers in this day and age where we, we know so much about pitching analytics.
2: Who are the six teams that end up in the postseason in the national league?
1: Obviously the Dodgers and the Braves are going to be two of them. Um I'd say the Brewers probably still have the inside track on that division. So we're left with the wild card teams. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I can tell you I don't think the Marlins are going to make the the wild card. They're they're kind of falling out. They've they've actually only won one game since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And outside of this Detroit series coming up, they get like the Phillies, the Rangers, the Reds, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers. You know, it's not until the end of August almost that they play Washington, um, the nationals that they have a, a, te- you know, a, a series against a, a non-competing contending team. I think, I think this team is out of the playoffs.
2: Okay. Jason, we'll talk uh, again later this week. My man.
1: I'll talk today. I got an article coming out later today, so that should be fun. It's going to look at a whole bunch of different stuff.
2: Like real quick.
1: uh, I All sorts of stuff. Just all sorts wait. of stuff. All sorts of be good,
2: Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. We'll come back. 3M opening golf next.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?